All right, Escape Artists, I hope you've been enjoying the Expert Week with Michael Hyatt as he has helped us answer some really amazing questions directly from you guys, the listeners. Uh, so I want to take you right in to today's episode, our last question with Michael Hyatt as we end the week, and uh, I hope you enjoy. Are you looking to escape your full-time job? Do you feel stuck, strapped for time, and don't know where to start? Well, you're in the right place because this is the Leaving Corporate Podcast where we talk with regular people that left their job by building a business and a life they love. Now here's your host, your corporate escape chaperone, Greg Hickman. What's up, escape artists? I hope you've been enjoying this week with Michael Hyatt. And today's question is actually my favorite. Do you feel like you guys have a morning routine? Uh, I've been working on a specific morning routine that I've been doing for uh, about six months now, and it's been phenomenal. I modify it here and there, but today's question is all, all about three things you can do in the morning to create more freedom for the rest of your day. So let's hear what Michael Hyatt has to say. All right. So, Michael, we have another question here. Um, and this actually comes from Scott Colby and, uh, you know, from reading your blog, you seem like you have a lot of routines, a lot of systems, um, that are, you know, instrumental into, into your success and your productivity. So Scott wants to know what are the three things I can be doing each morning to be more productive and create more freedom in my days? Yeah, that's a great question. And in my view, everything comes down to that morning routine. And I think you've got to engineer it and really make sure that you're intentional about every aspect of it. And so in the early mornings, what I'm trying to do is a couple of things. One is that I want to connect spiritually so that I know that I'm connected to a purpose that's greater than you know my business or whatever it is I'm trying to accomplish. But I want to be committed or connected to something that's transcendent. For me, you know, that happens to be God and what I feel like his mission is for me. Secondly, I want to stimulate myself intellectually. So I'm always listening to books uh, through uh, Audible. You know, I listen to them through earphones uh, more often than read them. But I do that at the same time that I'm exercising. So spirit, my mind, and my body, I want to get all those engaged at the very beginning. People that exercise regularly are people who are going to be more creative, more stimulated, more, have more productivity, more focus during the day. So I get those in every single day. What time does your day start? I get up at 5 a.m. Mm -hmm. And uh, usually I'm at the gym by about 6. So I'm doing kind of my quiet time and my spiritual disciplines and so forth uh, initially. And then when I'm at the gym on my aerobic days, not when I'm doing my strength training, but on my aerobic days that I'm listening to, uh, to books in my head or podcasts. And is the, is the gym in your home or is it how far, is it like a long commute to the gym? Well, it's, it's kind of both because when I'm doing my aerobic exercise, I'm running typically and I just do that uh, in my neighborhood. But when okay. I uh, do my strength training, I do go to a gym. And so that's about a 10 minute commute. And do you, I mean, I know we're, we're speaking right now at, you know, 1130 in the morning, your time. Is there any sort of kind of rituals you have where you maybe don't start taking certain calls or anything until a certain time? Or is it really just those kind of key, key elements that you need to get done before everything else starts? Yeah. So I, have, I try to get everything done that has to be done by 8.30 in the morning. So like the really urgent things got to be get done first because as the day wears on, the likelihood of those happening gets increasingly remote because 
Uh, there are more distractions. There are more interruptions during the day. So I try to accomplish at least that one big thing that needs to get done first thing in the morning. Then I also segment my week. So I only take meetings, and we're doing this interview on a Friday. I only take interview requests on Fridays. For me, content creation is Monday through Thursday, and I pretty I, I guard that pretty religiously. Um, so yeah, so I, I I create these spaces where I can do certain kinds of work and really focus on those kinds of work. Love it. So I, I actually have a question, just because again I've been following your your content, um, you know, a lot closer recently and. Uh, mainly because I've been looking to start writing longer, more in-depth blog posts. And, you know, my morning ritual now has this journaling, you know, process, which I do for about 20 minutes, which kind of helps, you know, set my mind right before I dive into any specific yep. writing, writing task. How do you go about, I mean, if you're Monday through Thursday is creative time and, you know, producing content, because you do churn out a lot of blog posts. I don't even know how many a week. It feels like sometimes there's multiple in a day, <laughs> but, um, What's the process for determining what you're going to write about? And, um, you know, is that a, is like, do you have an idea going into this writing session of what topic you're writing about or what's that sort of process and flow? Yeah, I do usually. I usually have an assignment. One of the things that I, I do that's made me more productive is I try to, uh, I call it preloading the brain. But like the night before, I've set, um, I know what I'm going to be writing on the next day. So I think about it that night before I go to bed, let my subconscious work on it overnight. And then I'm also thinking about it as I'm out on my run. Yes, I'm listening to a book uh, or I'm exercising in the gym, but I'm thinking about that topic so that when I actually sit down to start writing, there's been a lot of thought given to it. I probably usually have my outline in my head. I know what the basic premise is. I know where I want it to end. Maybe I've even got an opening story. So all the pieces are there together in my, my head even before I begin to write. So that's, that's how I do it. And for me, like listen, just listening to that process, like I feel like I would, if I say I know what, say to, to before I go to bed tonight, I'm like, okay, I'm going to write about this topic. And then I go on my run tomorrow and I'm listening to this book. Do you ever come up with other ideas in between yeah. then? So do you just, how do you, how do you catalog those? Do you just mark those or do you ever change what you were about to write because of this new idea that just hits you? Yeah, sometimes I do. You know, sometimes it's something that's really uh, timely. Like, for example, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Maya Angelou died. Mm -hmm. And I thought, wow, her life has been so important to me and such an impact. I want to write about that now. So I scuttled what I intended to write in order to write that post. Uh, but typically, I have, a, I have a workflow, a process for capturing those ideas because I'll get several a day. And I just enter them into a separate note uh, in Evernote. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's nothing but uh, kind of the post idea. And I put that as the title of the note. Sometimes it's a really clever headline and nothing else. Sometimes it's the headline, plus I even have the full outline. You know, it just comes to me maybe when I'm in the shower or whatever. So as soon as I can get to Evernote, either on my phone or um, on my laptop, then I just enter that in. And so I've got literally hundreds of ideas that if I ever get stuck or don't know what to write on, I can scan those for stimulation about what I need to write on. And... By the way, I yeah, I have to give you credit for the that your new Evernote system because I adopted it shortly after I read it. I was using your first oh, system. You? Yeah, I was using your first system and then I saw the new one. I'm like, "Oh my god, this makes things so much easier." At least in my head it clicked and I converted everything to that new system very similar to how you do it a few minor tweaks um and some different categories, but oh my god, I mean th that has been one of the most helpful uh it has become the most helpful tool for me 
because of that, because of the content, because of when you have this idea, how I just add an idea and, you know, tag it as period content idea. Um, and then the year, and then if I have a task, I can assign a person to it. That's great. Yeah. So thank you for, for doing it. How did you even come up with that? <laughs> well, I actually didn't come up with it. Um, I first read about that. I'm trying to think what the name of the system is, but somebody had created this system in Evernote mm. where they were trying to use it to replace their task management system. And I ultimately moved away from that system because I didn't find that it replaced my task management system. I use a program called Nosby for that. But uh, I still like the tagging. It was so tag-centric as opposed to notebook-centric, and it made total sense to me. Because, for example, here's a a real practical experience. Let's say I'm on a phone conference with my attorney, and we talk about three different projects. So where does that note get filed? Do I create a copy of the note and put it under each one of those uh, notebooks if I'm using notebooks for projects? Mm. No, I just create the tags and I tag it with all three so that no matter where I'm looking uh, for it, that note is going to show up and I don't have to duplicate it and, and create a redundant entry. All right. So one question about that is as I've been going through this, you, you, you know, you have the, the tag about um, the year or whatever. It's like period 2013, 2014, et cetera. Is, yeah. that, is that something that you actually tag it, tag each, each note as that? Or is there a way to automate that just because it knows that it's 2014? Well, yeah, first of all, every note is time-stamped. Right. And so using the Evernote search syntax, you can search by the timestamp if you want. Uh, I still enter in the times because I've got a, kind of another quirky way I do things. But I, like, if I enter in meeting notes, for example, I always put the date. And I always put the year first and then the month and the day so that when I sort it, it's going to have all the years together, then all the months together, then all the days together. Mm-hmm. And I always use the leading zero on the months and the days as well. But not to get too geeky. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, what I don't do, and I think what you're referring to is there are certain container tags that I use that I just use as a way of visually organizing the tags. Mm. But I don't actually use those inside of a note. Like people, for example, there was like a yeah. carrot people, and then but you use the people's names underneath that. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's Some, exactly right. Awesome. Well, Michael, thank you so much for joining us for this for this series this week. Um, can you tell people where they can find out more about you? Yeah, the best way to find out about me is to go to michaelhyatt.com. Everything's there. My podcast, all my products, links to all the different um, online programs I have. All of it's there. Awesome. And that'll be linked up in the show notes for each of the episodes. So be sure to check that out at greghickman.me. And thanks again, Michael. Thank you, Greg. Thanks for listening. Now, I'm starting a new Sunday newsletter. This is going to be an email that goes out. I'm sharing behind the scenes information about the things I'm going through to grow my business and what I'm focused on, what I'm not focused on, what I'm saying yes to, what I'm saying no to, all that good stuff. So if you want to tune into that, love to have you there. Visit greghickman.me forward slash newsletter.